The SWP, Ottawa Sports Talk, every weekday. Welcome to the show and a new podcast week. Eh, happening a little later than usual. It's Steve Warren and Jim Jerome, former TSN morning radio hosts from a show we called for years, Tigor, now exploding in the podcast world. James, good of you to be with us today. Stevie, listen. Okay, listen, pal. You have got to lower your expectations, okay? Your expectations are so freaking high. You you expect me, okay, to read a text word for word and not expect that I'm going to look at it and, and interpret it my way instead of the precise way you lay it out, okay? Right. Right. You gotta, you gotta lower that freaking bar. To, you gotta, whew, way up there, pal. Okay. You yeah. text me and say just a reminder of something you reminded me last week about, and I said, give me a nudge, and then you do. Okay. And then you say, don't forget, we're on for nine a.m. this morning. Okay. What the hell do you want from me? Right. Right. Okay. Well, there's, yeah. I mean, I think maybe. What am I know- supposed to do? Say, okay, we're. We're we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. When we said we were going to be on the same page, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like just that little you know the, the lowercase k, right? If you just texted that back to me, or or can't do it, or something. That's fucking uh, brutal. Here, here, here's the thing, maybe because I know your boys. You know they're probably you know it's summertime. They're probably looking for a little extra work. Maybe if I hire one of them to actually go to your house. And uh, make sure they you know, just sort of like 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 a gingerly like an old gentleman just grab you by the elbow and and sort of hustle you over to your computer and microphone uh, when the time it comes. Uh, what are we going to do with you? I've got I've got an idea. Here's what I'm going to do. You What's can't. That? It's against the law, I think, to do electric shock therapy. Uh huh. Okay, you can't do that. But Doctor Ho, okay, has been around a long time now. You know Doctor Ho. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So I tried one of those things. Okay. Yeah. So I, I borrowed one from someone, and you, so you, so you lick these things and you place them on your arms or wherever the afflicted area is, Stevie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said, how bad can this be? And it's like, sure. <laughs> the thing packs a punch. It's unreal. Okay. It's like getting bolted. Okay. It's not. It's it's kind of like a, a kind of like a, a little shock. You know, you feel it. I thought I'm going to hook myself up to that when I have to get up and then just instead of the alarm, the, you know, that stupid thing. Okay. I sleep through that all day. Right. I'll get the Dr. Ho will be waking me up every morning. Okay. (laughs) That may work. That may work. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I've seen him in other things too, with that same product, like, you know, for weight loss and stuff. You put the little thing on there. Yeah. Oh, he's got it all. It's up on your, up on your back fat there. and Yeah. Yeah, uh, it just uh, yeah. That's it what it sounds like too. Beef hit it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was uh, I was looking forward yesterday to uh, talking to you about the hottest story in golf that everybody was talking about. So it's a little you know a little less fresh than it would have been yesterday, but still people talking about Spanish golfer John Rahm and that crazy moment we saw at the memorial at the end of day on Saturday. Here's a guy that's got a six stroke cushion over his closest competitors. You want to talk about social distancing. The distancing between John Rahm and the field was substantial. Yeah, good one. And I bring, yeah. and I bring up the social distancing for a reason, because at the end of the day, officials walked over to him greenside and said, ah, great, uh, great round, kid, but uh, you've tested positive 
for COVID. Right. Wasn't that wild to see? And I'd see it all play out on national TV. Well, you know, I, I, I only saw the highlights of it. I missed it, but a couple of things. Um, so it is what it is, right? It is what it is. Whammo, positive, uh, no big deal because I'm barely making the cut. Not so much. Okay? Uh-huh. Not so much. Okay, I got I got six snipes up on everybody. Uh, one thing that struck me as weird is the guy who's standing a foot away from him telling him the news. Right. Okay, That I'm going, what? Here's the irony of all ironies. Listen, John, we need to tell you. The guy almost has his hand on his shoulder. Uh, you've tested positive. Okay, that guy's like 18 inches away. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. Um, and you wonder... Uh, if I'm John Rom, go wait a wait a minute here. Wait, is there nothing we can do? Okay, is there nothing I can listen? I'll I'll, I'll you know my caddy can stay. You know he can toss me the clubs. He can put gloves on. We can wipe them down. Uh, or all, he could use a all, carry bag, right? He could just do it. Go by himself. Give the caddy well, the day off. You no, know, you have to have a caddy. I think is one of the the, the, the deals. But uh, of all things, you know, if it's hockey, I get it. You know, I get it. If you're in a Stanley Cup final, it's game seven, and you test positive, I, I understand that, right? You're shoulder to shoulder on the bench, you know, the, you know, the, the obvious of the contact. But um, in golf, we could, you could almost accommodate a guy, I guess, you know, but uh, you'd probably be into a PR nightmare, you know. Yeah, you the say, optics well, are poor. I mean, the, the reality is, you know, you, you really, there's no real complaint about that. Because so, if somebody came at you and said, well, we can't have a PGA player, you know, with COVID out on the mm-hmm. golf course, how would that look? Oh, it would look exactly like round three because John Rom just completed an eight under round with COVID. So right. we just saw it. And, but the bottom line is you want to take as many precautions. It, it's Uber uh, precautions, but yeah. that's, that's how they handle it. Of course. So there's a number of things though, that were weird about it. Why was, why were there two national cameras? Like, why couldn't you take John Rom and bring him back to the scores tent Tell them there where cameras aren't watching every second. Right. So right. It, it, it and and if the argument is well, you know, we had to let him know as soon as possible so he could take proper precautions. But they didn't take proper precautions after he got the news. He didn't. They didn't. They didn't hand him a mask. He walked through a throng of golf right. fans. You know, so it didn't make a lot of sense to me why they had to give him this very sensitive news, and he's doubled over and upset. Like, you didn't really have to do it in front of the entire world like right. that. So I right. thought that was inappropriate that they handled it the way they did. But uh, hey, hey, maybe even more than that, I'm curious, and I've still not heard the question answered because the first thing he said was, "Oh no, not again!" I'm like, oh. "You've you've had COVID before? What?" And no one's ever talked. No one's mentioned, uh, you know, what the deal is on that. How how could he have COVID twice? Can you do that? maybe or maybe maybe for you know he's in contact with someone what you know what they 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 gotta throw the bubble over him right away you know they gotta come running at him you know he won't know what's going on what's (laughs) happening whammo you gotta whip the you gotta whip the tent over him just like the the uh concussion protocol tent stevie sure sure slap that thing up they're easy to do you can get one at canadian tire the bendable rods zip zip it's over him Maybe Here's a quick little ta- little taser or something, a little tranquilizer action yeah. as well, just just to be on the safe side. Yeah, pull out all the stops for sure. Yep. Yeah, sweet thing, you got to hit him with that taser, Stevie, as you'd say. Okay, <laughs> that, sit that. Okay. Here's the other thing, Stevie, though, uh, where 
if you have a choice, uh, which, which you, you know, he, he, he doesn't. But if you did, if they don't hit him with that, Stevie, and, and it comes out three days later, you can, you can look up while I'm talking about this, Steve, the dates of the U.S. Open, okay? Um, golf tournament, of course. If they, if they don't catch it then, cause, so now he has to isolate for two weeks, and I think that brings him right to the eve of the U.S. Open. I think it's in a, a, a couple of weeks. Right. T- today's the 7th. Um, is, is it in two weeks, Stevie? It starts on June 17th, so 10 days from now. So maybe maybe they've dropped the two-week thing to 10 because I think they're saying he gets in under the wire. I think he's okay. I think okay. He, he locks down now. Uh, he would have been locked down since Saturday night. Uh, so it'll put him on just under the sort of two-week thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. He'll, if, I think... I, I think Sound like an idiot, but I think they changed the isolation. They've dropped it over the over the several weeks, the past several weeks. That it's maybe only ten days that you have to do it. So, anyway, what a what a heartbreak! What a heartbreak, man! You know, although he's a great player, he's got lots of dough and all that stuff. Uh, just you know, to be handled that going. Wait, what? What happened here? Yeah, yeah. Remember the old COVID thing? Yeah. Here's the th- here's the thing that I find very interesting. Um, I mean, everything we talked about, I found interesting, but the thing we didn't talk about is what I find most interesting. You know, the other angle is that this guy, you know, he walks away from, he didn't get vaccinated. That's number one. So by not getting vaccinated and getting a positive COVID test, he basically loses out on, I think, $1.75 million, assuming he was going to hang on to his six stroke lead. And and I'd be surprised if he did not. So these are all the things we're talking about, you know, the heartbreak and all that. And no, oh, it's inappropriate to have learned the news on TV. I've heard people compare it to the DJ club grounding uh, that cost him. And he basically got disqualified, I think, because of that. Did he not? Yes. That's the yeah. PGA. The first big one, you know, a long, long time ago. Yeah. So uh, the th- German point- guy won it. Uh, yeah. It, that story was they, they gave them full warning on this course that they played. I think it was, I think it was in Wisconsin. Might've been whistling Straits, something like that. And, and, and they were having trouble defining bunkers. Like, it's like, okay, well, this is sort of sand in the rough. Uh-huh. Is it a bunker, isn't it? And then they came up with a rule and they just said, okay, you've got to treat everything like a bunker. Okay. When in doubt. And, and DJ hit his shot up into the left, up into the right shit and thought it was rough, grounded his club. And then he finished out tied, I think for the lead. And they sat him down and went, we got some bad news. Right. Yeah, so that's and that's one a of major. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that's one of many talking points that we've tackled here, and and others have the same and and more. But but no one is discussing in this this whole thing of I hope he's okay. Right, 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 right. That's because we just assume he's going to be fine, and that I find that fascinating in the midst of this worldwide pandemic that's so serious. It's brought us to our knees to a standstill. For the last what fifteen months, whatever it's been, and 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 then someone gets it, and no one talks about that angle to it. You know, right. it, I hope right. he's okay. It's killing people, right? One hundred percent. But it's it's just such a weird thing. Maybe maybe it's an assumption because he's he's a young athlete in good shape. He's in okay shape. He doesn't look like he's that good shape anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a little tubby. Let's be honest. Um, but I, I find that fascinating that that doesn't even. Uh, and I've heard it. I've talked to three or four people. I've listened to some conversations both online and on radio, and that's barely an afterthought, if it's a thought at all. Great point. 
Great point, right? It just shows you how 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 everybody is so wrapped up in competition, right? Yeah. Everyone's so so hell bent on on you know performance, I guess. Yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. I gotta admit, neither did I. Yeah. That's you know, weird. I didn't think for once, uh, oh man, I hope he's okay. So on behalf of the SWP, we hope he's okay. Right. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, good point. Uh, right. you know, on that on that note, Stevie. Uh, speaking of losing out on 1.9 or 7 or whatever, it's a big tournament. That's Jack Nicholas's uh, tournament memorial. Right. Uh, this McKinnon thing, Stevie. You know, good segue, huh? Yes. Pretty it is interesting. A good pr- pretty, pretty, pretty interesting deal there. Yeah. How about the headline? And this isn't a new headline, but it is going to be a discussion point because before long they'll be talking contract with Nathan McKinnon, who some people believe is the best player alive. Best hockey player alive. And uh, his quote was, I'll take less again on my next contract to help my team win. We'll talk about that coming up after these words. Everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance, you have to shop around. But who really wants to do that? With access to all kinds of insurance markets, not only can I get you the best price, but I'll also make sure that you get full value for your money. Call me. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Did you know that Jim K. Ford has been around since 1982, one of the longest-running dealerships in Ottawa? The K. family proudly strives to provide the best service in the automotive market with the help of their fantastic team of professionals. They are continually training and improving to ensure you always have the finest buying experience. See what they're all about, shop for your next vehicle, and then make your appointment today at jimkford.com, 438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Now, back to Ottawa Sports Talk and whatever on the SWP. All right, so this is kind of a flashback story from a couple of years ago regarding Nathan McKinnon. And as I watch Colorado and Vegas, and what an unbelievable that series that is. So entertaining, so much skill on display, Nathan McKinnon included. It's hard to imagine that you know in a year or two, his contract's going to expire and he's going to take less. He said that a couple of years ago when he took less at $6.3 million. He said he would take less in his next deal too. And I, and I find that fascinating. And then the reason he's taking less is because, of course, the NHL is a salary cap. And he feels like if he takes a little bit here, a little shave off the old uh, bottom line, that, w- that will allow his team to stay together, You know, keep more skill than it could otherwise. And uh, I find it an amazing story. And as I watch Colorado and Vegas, I say to myself, well, that is one of the best players alive, if not the best player alive. And and, and it just blows my mind that he's only making $6.3 million. Now, I know that's a lot of money, granted, but compared to other NHL stars, you see uh, you know, guys that uh, will also be heart trophy, getting heart trophy love. You know, guys like Austin Matthews are at 11 or 12 million, mm-hmm. McDavid in and around there as well. So, um, it's amazing to me. Well, you, you know, I don't watch many games, Colorado games. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm caught up. You know, I'm tunnel vision. I've got my dry sidle. I've got my Connor McDavid. I've got my watching other guys who are supposed to take a run at them, the Austin Matthews Marner, you know, those guys, right? Uh, so I'm watching that. I watched a Colorado game the other night, Stevie, okay? Unbelievable how good Nathan McKinnon yeah. is. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it comes down to this. It's putting your money where your mouth is. Because every NHL player, regardless of whether they're grinding every last cent out of a negotiation or what you're doing, what McKinnon is doing, every player will say they want to win. 
But unless you're doing what McKinnon is doing, and that's realizing, okay, how much money do I actually need in, right. this, in this lifetime or my kids or my grandkids? Mm -hmm. I'm making six, think about that for a second, $6 million a year. There's lots of people listening right now who are thrilled to be making 60 grand a year, 6 million a year. And you say, as a hockey player, you say, I, I need to win. I'm so competitive. I want, I want to win more than anything else. No, no, no. I think in most cases, what you want more than anything else is dough. Right. That's what you want more right. than anything else. Don't come at me as the winning is paramount until you're doing what, what uh, Nathan McKinnon is doing. Right. And, and you know, lots of people say, right, uh, you know, uh, when guys come, comes time to retire or something, right? And they'll say, okay, the guy's going to retire, but, but he's a Tom Brady making, I, I don't know what Tom Brady makes, okay? I don't, 10 million? I, I, I don't know, but millions, right? Mm -hmm. And people say, well, who cares about the money, right? Uh, but it's easy enough to say, okay? But when you're staring at a deal, I, and he only makes $6 million? Nathan McKinnon? That's right. I mean, what would he sign for? Say, say they win the cup. What would he be worth? Eight, uh, nine? He would, no, no. He'd be up in uh, 11, 12 million a year range. So that'll be his next deal. Almost double what he's making, yeah. right? Okay. And, and the theory is, is they don't probably tuck in it at eight, nine, ten, or something like that. He'll come in less so that the team can afford more talent under the cap. Yeah. And, and people, we, we've probably all been through it on a much different, much different level. But it's easy enough to say as an outsider, you know, you got to walk away, pal, okay? But when you're staring at money, Stevie, when you're looking down going, okay, you can, you can make $8 million, okay, right now. But what you're saying is you're going to give up $2 million, mm -hmm. okay? Who, who, you, you do it, okay? You do that. So it's, it's easy enough to say, but it's very difficult when you're looking at a lot of money that you can get to say, okay, I'm not going to take it. You know, so uh, kudos to that guy. You know, it comes to the same, you know, same deal like Osaka, this thing too. This chick is, is pulling out, right? Same deal. I'm not about the money. I'm not about the cash, right? Even though you make this point, right? It's, it's really hard to not be about the money because mm -hmm. it's so good. You know, if I want to take a $2 million cut, uh, you know, or, or if I want to give dough away, give me the 10 and I'll take the 2 million and give it away instead of giving it back to the team, there's all sorts of other things they can do. So uh, it's, it's hats off, man. Hats off to that guy. Cause easy enough said he can take a pay cut and laugh at him. Take, oh, of course you can take a pay cut, but you do it. You walk away from 2 million. You retire right now when really you could keep playing for a couple million a year. Right. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's more difficult than you think. I don't care how much you make. Oh, I assume it is because, Otherwise, it would be, you know, like a 60-40 split or something like that. Like, there just aren't players who will do it very often. You, I mean, the, yeah. And so, that, I'm not, you know, it may, I probably made it sound a moment ago like everybody's greedy in hockey. No, no, I, I understand, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Um, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely not easy to leave money on the table um, because, you know, you, your first thought more than winning and more than money is your family. And uh, you want as many people in your family to be taken care of, and uh, right. So, and it's also right. it's also a, an ego stroke too. It's always okay. I'm I'm the third best player in the league. I don't think there should be more than two people in this game that should be getting more money than me. And it's it sometimes right. comes down to not just 
the amount of money, just where you are in the pecking order and are you being respected and all those things. So yeah, right. for sure it's not easy. Now you mentioned Naomi Osaka. Um, we've got the, we've got Wimbledon coming up on June 28th and we're not sure if she's going to be there. Uh, we've talked about it in previous episodes that she basically pulled out of the French open because she didn't want to be a distraction because she announced going into the tournament that she was not going to do any media. She was not going to do any post-match press conferences. It may, they make her uncomfortable. She talked about her mental health issues, anxiety and such. And so she said, I'm not doing any of that. She wins her first round gets fined and then says, I'm gone. Um, I don't want to be a distraction here or anything like that. And she's going to take a little break here. Mm-hmm. Well, she's just pulled out of the, I guess what would be the last tune up for Wimbledon. Uh, so she will not take place or um, participate in the Berlin WTA 5,000 grass court tournament, grass court, getting you ready for Wimbledon. And mm-hmm. uh, so she's the number two in the world. And I guess we're kind of up in the air as to whether she's taking a long break now or whether she plans to return uh, to uh, to Wimbledon or not? Right. Yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, to see uh, she's really holding her ground. You know, she's really holding her ground. So, the longer this thing goes on, the more incidents of her saying I'm not going to play mm-hmm. because of stress and anxiety. Uh, the the more I begin to understand the 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 you know the trouble she seems to be going through. Right. With anxiety. yeah, and I think she's so, also try- she's also trying to make things generally better. I think it's uh. It's not just for her own personal well-being, which is a big part of it, obviously. But I think she's also trying to uh, create change. Her, her, here's a quote. Um, I'm going to take some time away from the court now, but when the time is right, I really want to work with the tour to discuss ways we can make things better for the players, press, and fans. Anyway, hope you're all doing well, staying safe. I love you guys. I'll see you when I see you. So she's trying to make things better uh, for yeah. everybody involved and uh, and. Uh, Maybe there's other players who are just like her. Maybe she's had enough conversations to know she's not alone in this. And so when this thing came up, uh, she may be not just fighting for herself on it. Well, uh, give me your thoughts on this thought, okay. Stevie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a great story, okay? Great in terms of intrigue, uh, in terms of commitment, in terms of giving up, in terms of, of holding your ground, in terms of saying, you know, you're going to walk the walk. Right. There's not a better example of that that I've seen in a long time that she's talking the talk and walking the walk. But a lot of people have said, Steve, and I've been reading comments that um, she says, I'm not going to do these press conferences because I have stress. Okay. Because I am suffering from anxiety. And and Mm -hmm. I don't, I I don't say that lightly. Okay. I don't say that in a dismissive way. Um, But some people, Steve, have weighed in this week and said, okay, look at if you have a physical injury, Okay, in 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 a sport, you're going to go away and get help for it. Okay, you're going to go away and get and get help. We understand we're not going to make you play. Okay, we're not going to make you continue to play. Uh, you're you're able to pull out, and you're going to go get your hamstring fixed. Okay, some people are saying that should be the same case with her. You know, I don't agree. You don't. Okay, okay, that she should get. You know, go get help, and then get back here. As you know, as as soon as you can. Yeah, no, if it, if, if it was a mental health thing where she was 24-7 anxi- anxiety-filled and uh, and miserable, then yeah, you probably should go and deal with that. But it sounds to me like the only thing that's causing her mental health any sort of level of uh, issue is is the, the press conferences. 
know, I don't think that the mental health is in play when she's on the court. And I know that some people will say, well, you know, if you're a great tennis player and the pressure that goes with being a great tennis player, you know, there's pressure in that too. And that would make you anxious competing and stuff. Not necessarily. If you're on the court, that could be your happy place. Right. We've talked about it before with Gretzky, right? Gretzky's out there on the ice. That's his, you know, that's a safe haven for him. And, and it's a, it's you, whereas the average person, the average schmo who loves sports, loves playing, they get out in some of the circumstances of a Gretzky or an Osaka of course, they're going to be nervous. They're going to be out of their minds. But I think in the case of Osaka and some other greats, that it's just the opposite. They they love being out there. That is their peaceful place. That is where they feel most mentally whole. So uh, I don't know that you can uh, well, make that make that conclusion that he, she should go away and deal with her mental health. No, she well, could have she could have played at the French Open and not gone to the press conferences, and she would have been just potentially just fine. Right. So here here's the thing: people are people are, you know, looking at this thing saying, well, this is totally unfair to the other players, okay, that she she's not going to have to do a press conference when we do, okay? So I look at that and go, have you ever watched press conference? We talked about it before, okay? Who gives a shit if a player misses those lame duck questions from reporters in press conferences, okay? Softballs, all mm-hmm. of them, okay? Even in a loss, even in a loss, right? You're going to get nothing, uh, you know, riveting from one of these players. Okay. Right. So I look at that and go, big deal. Okay. A little different, Stevie, if they said, okay, she has mental illness that she's dealing with. So, so when she enters a match, okay, she's going to be up 15 love. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to give her a little, little handicap because she's behind the eight ball. Because she's playing Gerber, who's got the strongest mental health ever, ever, and she doesn't. So we've got to make an adjustment. That, that, that's the way people are looking at this thing. It's an interesting storyline to follow because I'm not sure which route that, in this case, tennis will take. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll, uh, yeah, there's lots percolating here, right? Yeah, absolutely. To, to see what's going to bubble over here. Okay. Let's take a time out of the program. Back with final thoughts right after these words. Hey, everybody knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle your automotive needs, but they are also a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply the great companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities, from a small delivery van right up to a big SF750. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, or any gig where you need a big truck, Jim K. Ford will help you with the right truck, customized for your needs. JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Have your insurance rates been going up year over year? You're not alone. It's happening to everyone. I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and see if I can save you a bunch of money. 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. And compared to this time last year, the price of a single family home in Ottawa is way up through the roof. Are you curious to know what your home is worth in a blazing hot market like this? You should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today for a free no-obligation estimate. You'll be shocked to learn what you could get for your home and what similar homes are going for in this market. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today. They are at glenwalton.com. Uh, what do you think of the Montreal Canadiens and what they're doing? I mean, as we record this, we're going to miss Game 4 in terms of our conversation. But the Montreal Canadiens, James, somehow, some way who I thought were dead and buried after four games in the first round against the Leafs. They are one win away from sweeping 
the North Division final. Like, it is blowing my mind that the Montreal Canadiens have gotten this far. Yeah, so th- so they've won six in a row, haven't they? Um, they- that's right. So they're down 3-1. That's right. So they win 3-2, 3-3, 3-4, right? And those and first three, three were all under elimination circumstances. Yeah, unreal, unreal. Yeah. Um, well, maybe maybe one of the things that I was thinking about was because the Jets look so different than they did against Edmonton. I think maybe that you sometimes lose your mojo. You had too much time off because, of course, Montreal and Toronto went seven, and Montreal just basically had I think forty eight hours later right into the next round. Whereas I think the Jets were over a week at least maybe seven to nine days, and uh, they just looked like they haven't come out of their rest phase. So, And then now all of a sudden, wham, 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 they're down 3-0, and they're <laughs> almost certainly done. They're almost, right. I mean, what does that happen, three times in the history of the NHL? I guess if it's going to happen, it would be a team like Montreal up 3 nothing because they are, I mean, they're the lowest-ranked team in these playoffs. Everybody was burying them when they're down 3-1 to Toronto. Like talking about them as a joke and right. uh, you know, shouldn't have anyway, they've they've caught fire and got a six game win streak going at absolutely the right time. And they I mean, if you look back at the early start of the season, they uh they had a nice little run there as well. They 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 started phenomenally out of the gate. Right. And and, and here's uh, the interesting here's the interesting thing, Steve. So when you looked at the start of the playoffs, yeah. So they were they were the biggest underdog because of the matchup, Toronto, mm-hmm. Montreal, right? And and everyone looked at them and went, Okay, they got no shot. Okay. No, nobody said they had a shot. Okay. Not, not anybody even going, well, you never know. You know, you, <laughs> that, that never happened. Right. In this thing. And then they looked at it and go, uh, when they looked at the teams, right. They're going, well, yeah, look, wait a minute here, Winnipeg, uh, you know, they, they can do this against Edmonton. You know, it's like Edmonton might've been a favorite, but I think only a slight favorite. And everyone kept saying, well, here's the problem. If Montreal ever did do the impossible, Okay, then they got to face Winnipeg or Edmonton, and they got no chance. Okay, so there, there's a second one now. They're saying they got no chance. They got yeah. no shot. No matter well, what happens, they got no chance. Really? Okay. And they got no I chance like against chances now. <laughs> well, they got no chance against Vegas. Yeah, we've said it. It'll be the third time in a row we've said it. Vegas is in control now against Colorado, and uh, yeah, that's who they'll face. It'll be Montreal taking on Vegas, and I think everybody will be saying the same thing. They got no ch- uh, sure they defied all odds and uh and and swept Winnipeg and they came back to beat Toronto but this time no chance in this one against the Vegas Golden Knights but we shall see. Do you have a final thought? I have no final thought today James, do you? <laughs> I do. I do. Uh <clears throat> this this past week you got a final phlegm shot, that's for I sure. I got a final phlegmers. <laughs> um this past week, anyway, not, nice comments, okay? Uh, as you know, Steve, you never met him, but I had a brother, Joey, there who was killed. Lots of people know that back in 86, long time ago. And uh, his birthday's on the uh, 2nd of June. Lots of nice comments from people. I love seeing it every year. And um, so so that was every year we get to look at it. And, and, and you know, the people are just beautiful. He was a wonderful, wonderful guy. My, he was my younger brother. Uh, but I got to tell you a great story about him. Uh, so... Uh, th- these are some of the things, Stevie, that I did uh, that probably, not only are they against the law, Steve, but if I ever would have got caught, I probably would have had to do time. Okay. Okay. Anyway, driving home, Stevie, okay? Uh, you know, my parents had, you know, I got to use my parents' car. They lent me the car. 
And uh, we didn't even have to pay for gas, Stevie. Back in those days, do you remember gas cards? I don't know if you, you remember like an SO gas card? Sure. Do you remember? They weren't credit cards. You could just use it for gas. So that was always in the glove box. So there was no excuse. Anyway, I'm driving home at, you know, two in the morning or something. And I run out of gas on Highway 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I got to get the car home. Not only that, but I can't get it home without gas. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, I somehow get home. I got. I run out of gas. I leave the car on the side. I, I get home. Uh, you know, we had a second car. And my brother Joey was there. And, and here's the idea I came up with, Steve. Mm-hmm. So he's 14 or 15. Okay. I go home. I go, I'm going to wake him up. And I'm going to uh, jump in the car with him. And uh, we're going to go get some gas. And then I'm going to let him drive the other car home. <laughs> oh, at 14 years old and i woke him up and he's pissed you know he's pissed. what are you doing what are you doing i said uh listen do you want to want to take the car for a drive and he went what do what yeah <laughs> 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 so i got many great memories about my brother joey but anyway we pulled it off stevie it was like I, if, the, the only way i could describe the scene is you know as this, as I'm I'm doing this and going further and further into this transgression of of you know I'm going maybe I shouldn't maybe I'm gonna just have to take the heat and from my mom and say the car's out of gas and I go no no this is okay mm-hmm. get him to drive the other car he's never driven a car before this will be fine and so <laughs> Steve I said <laughs> okay don't drive too fast okay. Just follow me. Okay. No, or I'll follow you. So the scene was uh, risky business. Wasn't that the Tom Cruise with the breakout movie for him when driving the car and the guy is so slow. Do you remember uh-huh. that? Yeah. Well, that scene. Well, that was us driving down Highway 16. Full flashers driving at about 30 miles an hour. You know, down that it seems Anyways, like every every you get every time you get caught for something, it's probably it sounds like there's about ten stories where you did not get caught as well. There is. Yeah. I got more. Mm. Next on the SWP. All right. Enjoy your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at SteveWProject.com.